Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 12th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Eddie O.A. Jr. Joining me is host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, No Bike Mike. Blessing, my dude. Good morning. Happy Monday to you and all that are watching and listening. Nice to be back at the desk with you talking video games, homie. Happy post-Super Bowl day. How'd you enjoy yesterday? Uh, you know what? I had a blast. It was a great game. Most importantly, we went to overtime, which is always special. Second time ever for that. We had In two- the Super Bowl? Yeah, in the Super when Bowl. When was the last one? Because uh, wasn't there one like recently? I, I feel like I remember watching yeah. an overtime Super Bowl in Fair. the last 10 years. Chad, give us a fact check. When was the last overtime in the Super Bowl? I don't remember, Bless. Mm-hmm. Uh, two record-breaking field goal kicks. Always exciting to see yeah, that. that they, really cool. Man, the boot on some of these dudes continues to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Right? 54, 55, whatever those numbers were. Insane numbers there, big dog. Any, any commercials you really enjoyed? Did you have a favorite commercial or favorite meme or favorite, favorite ad? You know what? No. You know, I saw Jesus was back. Shout out to Jesus again. Shout out, you know shout what out I mean? my God. I don't know what they're conveying to me in those, but like, I'm Man. one of those dumb TV watchers where like all of a sudden I just see Jesus at the end. I'm like, all right, Jesus, you know. That I was a I fun one because I, I was uh, like, we did our Super Bowl watch party here at the yes. studio where we turned the video wall into a video TV and we watched the Super Bowl. But I was out there with, I think, Roger or somebody and we had like the TV up out there as well. And we're just looking at it, trying to figure out what this commercial yeah. was. Yeah. And then... I forget what the, like the words were. Maybe it's like it, like he's back or something. Like, I forget what it what it said. But it was something that we were like, oh, yeah. all right, Jesus. yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm uh, glad that they or, you know they were able to be like, oh, it's Jesus that's back, not JFK Jr. Oh yes, um, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no love for Deadpool and Wolverine. Like, uh, oh, big shout out to Deadpool. And Wolverine. Yeah, very interesting move though. Of like, give us a teaser, and then oh, the trailer's online now. I think that's because of the content of the trailer. Okay. I think okay. for them, they didn't want to edit the trailer uh, down to be too clean because okay. that's like that's not what that movie is. And then yeah, you can't have you can't have them making jokes about pegging <laughs> shit during the Super Bowl. I also imagine it's because of just like the the time slot as well on like how long those commercials can be for the Super Bowl because uh, I think it's like a two minute trailer or something like that. So I imagine they also needed to shave it down uh, just so they weren't taking up too much time. Yeah. Or whatever. It's yeah. I mean, we got cheaper. we got. Planet of the Apes. That trailer was very dope. Mm-hmm. You got Twisters. I didn't that see looks the Twisters sick. thing. Okay, yeah, you What's should Twisters? check that out. Twisters is the sequel to Twister, but with Glenn Powell. Okay. Yeah, bro. I don't think. I, and there's I, two of them. I don't think I knew Twister was a thing. Oh, you'd like Twister. Twister's uh, good. Right, yeah, cool. Twister gave me nightmares. How is it compared to Sharknado? Way better, way better. Really? Okay, yeah, yeah, way sick. better. <laughs> yeah, no, Deadpool and Wolverine is up there for me. Um, a lot of people were sending me the Michael Sarah ad. Shout I, out to I my was going to ask you if you like that. Yeah, one. yeah a yeah. lot of, listen, everybody, I saw I the Michael Sarah ad. I uh-huh. When I tell you, so many people sent me the fucking ad. Uh, but yeah, I saw the Michael Sarah ad. I appreciated it. And then uh, the Wicked movie is coming. Yes, And Wicked. like, uh-huh. I am such a, so fun fact about me. I tweeted this today that like my sister was a theater kid growing up okay. and she would introduce me to tons of musical songs and The Wicked is one of our favorite ones that we would listen to, oh, to uh, okay. uh, together. And so like, you know, Defying Gravity, uh, like popular, like all this, most of the soundtrack, we would just listen to those songs on repeat. But 
I've never actually seen the Wicked musical in full. Oh, okay. And so I've been trying to make it happen for years. Uh, and it's like been both the thing of the pandemic and then travel plans and multiple things stopping it. This year, I plan to see the Wicked live in musical. And then, yeah, after that, I want to go see see it in theaters uh, when it comes out. And so I'm very, very excited for that because, like, I my like history with the, with, with the Wicked uh, goes back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eyes on that one. I mean, all around, good time. Shout out to Patty Mahomes and the team for getting it done. Travis Kelsey and Travis Taylor Kelsey, Swift. Shout out to Taylor. I mean, come on. It, all around. Shout out to Nickelodeon, too. Did you see that stuff? Come on. Come like, on, man. <laughs> SpongeBob and Patrick giving I, commentary. I would love to know what a kid's perspective is on that. Right? Like, I, dude, I remember if you put when, yourself in a kid's shoes, do you really want to watch football? Even if it has Patrick and SpongeBob carrying the broadcast, like, mm -hmm. is that something that interests you? Because when, when I was, I was a, kid, a kid, it was like, put on Ben 10 or put on Jackie Chan Adventures. Like, give I me the remember, cartoon. I forget if they ever showed the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon, but I remember there being things that were more adult leaning. Like, even, I don't know if you remember Nick News. No. Nick News was a thing, okay. but it was just like news, news broadcast, but Nickelodeon. And as a kid, I'll, that shit would bore me to tears. I did not want to watch that. I yeah. think even as a kid watching the Super Bowl, I would be like, no. Like, you turn that off immediately. For sure. I'm yeah, like, all right, cool. I'll just go I watch thought. Cartoon Network instead. But still cool. For adults, like, I'm like, they, and I think they understand that some, like, a lot of that broadcast is for adults. For mom and dad to be able to watch the Super Bowl while still well, yeah, semi entertaining while having the, the child there in the room. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like they're making jokes about fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> that was crazy. That was out of pocket. SpongeBob fucking but roasting Leo, Leo, Leo catching strays. But yeah, yesterday was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. Also, Usher. Good. Oh my God. Usher, the halftime you know show. That Probably was my, a great one of my favorite halftime shows. Yeah, I heard some people didn't like it. I loved it. I was all about it. But I'm also a millennial who loves Usher, grew up with Usher. So, like, mm -hmm. to see all those songs performed, loved every moment. Who wouldn't of it. like it? Like, aside from Tim Gettys, because I know Tim Gettys decides to be I Usher, think there's but. a lot of older generation football fans that hold, like, the Prince, the Michael Jackson, you know, um, Rolling Stones, or, yeah, they hold they hold some of the older ones way higher in regard than all these newer ones. Yeah, that's I think it's oldies. just musical taste. That's all it is. Oh, they're just fucking old. Just depends on what you like. Wake you know? up and dust. I have to shake off the dust yeah. off their bodies. Like, fucking, <laughs> exactly. Don't worry about it. New football now. Open your mind, you know, open your heart. Uh, Mike, enough about all that. Let's yep. talk about today's stories, which include Phil Spencer says Xbox is still going to make consoles. Uh, Leaker claims that the Starfield rumors are false and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, support us with the kind of funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad free. Watch, support them live and get a daily exclusive show. For a chance to be a part of the show, submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go. Housekeeping for you, our Banishers Ghosts of New Eden review is up right now as a brand new episode of P.S. I Love You XOXO. It's up over on YouTube.com slash games. And then in case you missed it, a new episode of Game Showdown is up right now where I make the crew guess games based on their soundtracks. Uh, that's also up over on YouTube.com slash games. It's more of a media episode. Usually that, I try to keep them to like 30 minutes. but this That one, was a very good episode. 45. That, it was very fun. Yeah, all blessing. I mean, everybody gives you your flowers, but I'll give your flowers some more. Incredible. A Thank must you. watch. Always fun. I think this is some of the best stuff coming out of Kind of Funny. It's like every Friday, this is must watch. Or during the weekend, bless. You know me. I'm a YouTuber during the weekend. Mm -hmm. I love watching this. Hell Good yeah. job. You know, y'all should also watch the X-Cast. I don't have it here in, in house Yeah, yeah. It's one I've been meaning to get to over the weekend. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That it was Xbox good. Conversation. I had Khalif and I had Paris on. You know, we talked about the rumors. And, you know, now we have the update to that. And we said, hey, next week we're going to have the X-Cast following whatever conversation that phil wants to have about this and oh. so you'll hear bless you'll hear greg i think we're gonna pretty much have the whole team on this it'll be very interesting to yeah. see 
Thank you to our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Streaking Ain't Easy, and Delaney Twining. Terry brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Factor, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Now, I say seven, even though number one, it looks like somebody, there's breaking news. So would that make it eight? Yeah. Yeah, we have eight stories today. A baker's dozen. A baker's dozen. Uh, I am opening up a tweet. It's, it's like opening up a present because you don't know it's what you're It's a big deal. Get. Big deal right now. Xbox tweeted out at 10 a.m. right when we went live with the show. Please join us for a special edition of the official Xbox podcast. Hear from Phil Spencer, Sarah Bond, and Matt Booty as they share updates on the business, on the Xbox business. Uh, okay, again, February 15th at noon. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, this Thursday. And it's a podcast. It's a podcast. Yes, I think that's what's going to catch everybody here is the format. I think a lot of this discussion was how does he present this information, right? Is it mm-hmm. a blog post? Is it a small Twitter video? Is it some sort of presentation that we all tune into Twitch or YouTube as a live broadcast? A podcast. Very interesting. I think a podcast allows for a longer discussion. Yeah. I think you see the three big names there, right? So, like, does somebody accompany them from the official Xbox podcast, like a Jeff, like a Tina, like a Malik, or is it they the three to. of them? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. But like, yeah, how do you fill out thirty minutes, an hour, ninety minutes, right? A podcast. So does the does it being a podcast do anything to your perception of what this is going to be? Because for me, I look at I look at the idea of hey, we need a podcast for this as a, we really need to have a conversation here, yes. right? Like, this yes. is one of those ones where, like, I'm like, hey, can we talk about this through text? It's like, no, we got to talk in person. Like, we got to be able to draw That's this well out. That's well said. That's well said. Yeah, I don't love it, right? As a consumer that just wants, give me the information now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get lost in an hour-long to 90-minute-long discussion, which now, to me, if we were breaking this all down, means, like, something's going down here. If we got to have a podcast for this, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And I go back to last week's X-Cast. Paris said something so great of like, no matter what they say and how they present it, afterwards, there will be questions. And they need to go on some podcast, some news outlet, and talk about those questions. So maybe this is their best answer of, hey, let's just answer it all right then and yeah. there. I, I like it as a format, especially if this ends up being what we've talked about in the last week of, hey, we are going to be publishing our games on other platforms, on other console platforms, yeah, right? Yeah. We're going to bring Indiana Jones, Gears of War, Starfield, whatever it is, to PlayStation and Nintendo. I think if you're going to do that, based on even the last week of reaction from the audience, people going back and forth, the Twitter spaces, the videos, the, twe- the tweets, all of it, right? Like, there is a lot of heated and emotionally charged conversation that people are already having about this shift in strategy. And I think if you're Xbox, right? Like if you're going to give us this business update, I think you really do need to make it a conversation. I think yeah. you really do need to go, all right, let's sit down and really explain why we're doing this and give you, let's say if it's 45 minutes to an hour, let's give you that 45 minutes to an hour of us talking you through this decision and hopefully answering all the questions that we know you already have. Because I think the upside to this stuff being reported earlier than xbox probably would have wanted it to be reported is that they already see the reaction and they can already see the questions that people have about this and so i think this allows them to get get ahead of it and go all right what are the top five things we keep seeing brought up okay people think that we're not going to make consoles anymore people think that we're going to lose value as xbox people think yada 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 you take all that stuff and you make those the key bullet points of the podcast after like the initial hey 
This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Now let's go through the frequently asked questions. Are we going to keep making consoles? Yes. Then you explain why. Is this going to lose us value? No. You explain why and you go about it that way. Yeah, I mean, that's very well said, Bless, and that's exactly what is going to happen here, right? My worry is, on a podcast form, I think you'll have a lot of jabronis out there that will listen to the first five minutes, mm -hmm. give up, and make their own thoughts and opinions on that, which I hate, right? But uh, I'm excited to see what happens. You have three big names out there, right? I know everybody kind of went through the restructure on their new job titles, but I mean, Sarah Bond, president of Xbox. You have Phil Spencer at the tippity top. And then Matt Booty, who is overseeing, I believe, more than just first party now. I think he's got all three of these jabronis. Uh, yeah. ABK. and He's got head of Xbox Bethesda. Studio. Yeah, he's got everything going on. So, I mean, they're the three right people to bring, right? Yeah. This is going to be a good conversation. How do they lead it? How do you keep it interesting? And how do we as the consumer take it all in? I mean, it will be a good time regardless. So... Our first four news stories here yeah, all have to do, if I count correctly, right? Yeah, all have to do with Xbox to some degree. And so I'm going to bring in story number two and probably story number three, depending on how this goes. Uh, story number two, Microsoft has no plans to stop making consoles, according to Phil Spencer. Uh, this is Wesley Yimpool at IGN. Amid increasing speculation about the future of Xbox, its exclusives, and even its status as a hardware manufacturer, Phil Spencer reportedly told employees last week that it has no plans to stop making consoles. Reporter Shannon Lau uh, said in her weekly Substack industry newsletter that Spencer moved to reassure staff during an all-hands meeting on Tuesday. Quote, the company held an internal Tuesday town hall where Spencer told employees that there are no plans to stop making consoles and that Xboxes will continue to be part of a strategy that involves multiple kinds of devices, Lau reported. Microsoft has yet to comment. Lau's report has come at a time for concern for the Xbox brand, with various articles indicating recent first-party games are going multi-platform, and Microsoft is ready to ditch physical media completely. Some have even wondered whether Microsoft will exit the console business, but Lau's report suggests Xbox is here to stay, at least in the short term. Mike, is this what you expect? Yeah, 100%. I, I think we, last week, like you said, very well said, was... Uh, emotionally charged week from the fan base, from consumers. And I think we quickly went down a very rapid slippery slope to just jumping to Xbox is now out of the hardware game. My digital library is gone forever. It's over. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that was going to happen overnight. I didn't think we were heading that way, right? We had, of course, the FTC documents shared or, you know, accidentally leaked, but we all saw those. And we saw that the mid-generation updates, we saw the next gen. I, I didn't think Xbox was going to jump out of the hardware game this generation or even next. I yeah. think they are committed to that. There's a lot of roles as well tied to that within the company that, you know, we talk about layoffs, bless. That would be a huge hit yeah. to hear from Microsoft. Hey, we're completely cutting our hardware division would be wild. But I didn't have any worry that we were going to lose our consoles next generation or beyond. Yeah, I think it would be a fundamentally different business if Xbox decided not to do consoles, right? Yeah. And I think the reaction to, hey, let's start publishing games on different platforms and the idea of Xbox losing hardware completely. I do think that those are two separate things, right? That like, I think in a certain universe can be related and even in this universe down the line could be related. But I think that is such a snowball effect of, years and years and years of them constantly like or consistently removing themselves out of the gaming business that I don't see that happening. Like, I don't think the idea of Xbox going, let's publish Indiana Jones on PlayStation is Xbox also going, also let's stop making Xboxes. Yeah. Cause I do think that there's validity in the strategy of, Hey, we are going to make Xbox 
still the best place to play for Xbox players. That means we're going to have Xbox Game Pass be a thing on multiple uh, platforms. That means that as Xbox hardware, we're going to give you like the most high tech or like high end uh, Xbox hardware in the Xbox Series X or whatever you call the next gen thing, right? But we're also going to have the lower end for you to get in for cheaper than even a PlayStation 5, right? With yeah. Xbox Series S, which is why the S has done so well. And I think beyond that, you get to play around with the idea of maybe having a streaming stick or maybe having even like more powerful hardware or maybe going crazy with what your ideas for what Xbox hardware can be. But I think for this, like the shift is Xbox is the platform. Hardware is almost more of an accessory, right? Hardware is an additional way to get in, but you can play Xbox on your Xbox hardware or on your PC yeah. or theoretically on your PlayStation or on your Samsung smart TV. Like that's where this is going. And I don't think that, I think, the idea of, um, I think I, I, I have two things I want to say, right? Firstly, I'm still not convinced that we're going to be day and date for PlayStation stuff. Okay, okay. Like, I, think oh. the, I think the strategy okay. is still going okay. to be, hey, we'll launch on Xbox and PC first and then give it months to a year before we actually come to PlayStation. I think that allows you to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Where you can yeah. still like, all right, you have a reason to want to have an Xbox, but we're still going to make that money off of PlayStation. That's one thought. There's not 100%, but I th if I'm somebody who's at Xbox and I'm trying to figure out how to do this in a way that's going to, you know, hopefully retain the, 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 the strength of like our hardware business, that's the way I would go about it. But even if that's not the case, right? Like, I think my other thing still to, uh, to it is that, yeah, like you're still making so much money off of other platforms. You're still making of so much money off of, of PlayStation. And so, I don't know, like I, I find it difficult, the idea that Xbox is planning, at least at this point, to remove themselves from the hardware rate. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're so right. Like, Five, you know, five years, 20 years down the road, they do eventually want to get to that streaming stick only, right? Or, mm. hey, we're inside of your television, right? In the future, that's how this eventually will go. But for right now, it is hardware. And I, I want to give kudos to Phil, but at the same time, like, it should go unsaid. But, like, nice of him to then reach out to the staff and say, hey, I'm sure all of you saw the rumors going crazy and maybe you thought your jobs were at, you know, probably an impasse or maybe we were going to get rid of you or we weren't going to be in the hardware sales Nice to give some reassurance to the staff oh, yeah. there. You know, Dude, I, mean? I mean, I I know so much of uh, how we receive this stuff or like so much of how we gauge opinions and all this stuff is on Twitter, is, is on the Internet, because that's the easiest place to, to get this. I was having conversations with people who uh, are friends of mine that work in the games industry. And I was like, oh, you guys see the Xbox stuff last week? And they were like, dude, my at work, they're making they're like making jokes of like, oh, yeah, and we're working on this Xbox version if Xbox still has a console. And like, I'm like, oh, even like just in general, in the real life. <laughs> like, people are like, is Xbox still making consoles? Like, what's going on with this? Yeah. Um, and so it's wild to see how this is kind of, like, expanded out. But, yeah, I don't think, at least in the short term, for now, anything's happening to Xbox hardware. I don't think even Xbox wants anything to happen to Xbox hardware. I think there's still sure. money in that. I think there's still value in that, too, in terms of retaining an audience. I think you still want to do that. Let's bring in story number three to add a bit more interesting aspects okay, to the story. Okay. Uh, story number three, Starfield going to PlayStation 5 is false. It is claimed. Uh, this is Stephen Kirby at Insider Gaming. Reputable insider and leaker Nate the Hate has taken to Twitter to shoot down the rumors that Starfield will be coming to PlayStation 5. Earlier this week, a new report claimed that Starfield was on its way to the PlayStation 5. Nate the Hate confirmed that the news was accurate minutes after the report, stating this report is accurate. However, things have seemingly changed, and now Nate the Hate's latest tweet suggests that the information is not accurate. Taken to Twitter, Nate said, quote, I've rechecked the info mentioned below, and information suggesting Starfield was PS5 bound is false, end quote. Whatever the case may be, 
the rumors of Starfield coming to the PlayStation 5, in addition to various other rumors, including Indiana Jones and Gears coming to PlayStation 5, prompted Phil Spencer to announce a new business update regarding the future of Xbox, which will be coming this week. According to Tom Warren of The Verge, Microsoft is ready to reveal details on the company's plan to bring previously exclusive games to consoles like PS5 and Switch. Quote, we're listening and we hear you, Spencer said. We've been planning a business update event for, uh, for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox, end quote. Another interesting one. Uh, yeah, I think Paris literally said it so well of like, hey, let's all just chill out until we actually have the real information here because mm -hmm. it's just rumors and speculation. And a lot of those rumors were like the team is considering or has considered in the past, which... Blessing we talked about during all of the acquisitions that, you know, back in the day, Nintendo was on the list, of course. Other studios were on the list. Inside the boardroom, they're throwing out any consideration, any spe any yeah. idea that could possibly be there. And so, of course, all of these titles were probably in a conversation at one point, but we never had the real information. I think we all quickly jumped on these rumors and a lot of the fans went out of pocket and kind of wild with that, right? And mm -hmm. I believe Nate the Hate, I think the Starfield one started with Xbox era, if I'm correct. Nate the Hate was the one who started with the Hi-Fi Rush and possibly Sea of Thieves, or maybe mm -hmm. it was just Hi-Fi Rush, I believe is what Nate the Hate said. But when I look at the Twitter sphere that I keep an eye on with all of the Xbox stuff, it feels like there's like seven dudes that probably all getting fed similar information and they're waiting for one guy or one girl to tweet out theirs yep. and then say, oh, yeah, I heard I might have heard that, too, but I didn't want to be the one. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, we should we should always be waiting for the official word. It is mm -hmm. one thing to, hey, there's some smoke over here. People are saying this. Maybe we keep an eye on that. But. You know, it's hard to tell that there's a fire going on until it actually comes out, right? Yeah. Because we're just guessing. You hit the nail on the head, right, in terms of how this stuff works with insiders and the way they receive information. Yeah. Because a lot of it is just different pieces to a puzzle. Oh, man, I've heard this from the person that I know that works at Xbox or has connections at Xbox. Oh, you heard this? Well, this lines up with what I've heard. And then, like, a third person pops up and goes, oh, this lines up with what I've heard, too, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that every piece of the puzzle is 100% accurate, yeah. especially when it is things of, hey, I've heard that we're in conversations to do this thing. Um, conversations change, right? This comes back to the rumors years and years ago of, like, um, what was it? F not F-Zero. It was Star Fox Grand Prix. Star Fox Grand Prix. Yeah, where I know that one seemingly ended up as maybe Nintendo trying to flush out a leaker out of their own business. Oh, I, and I, I tweeted about this. I saw a logo for that game, and I won't say how or why, but, like, that was a thing going around, and yeah, I think that's more of a Nintendo move to like kind of flush shit out. But, yeah. yeah, and that's like a create. That's a wild example because yeah, like that is a very specific. Hey, we're trying to figure out who the fuck is the snake here, <laughs> and we're gonna fucking find them. And so you give some wild ass game, and then yeah, like that's how that happens. But to the op to the to the other extent, right? It is maybe Star Fox Grand Prix was in conversation, right? Yeah. Or maybe like hey, certain things were part of a plan that got changed. It's the way too where we see leaked documents for things that are planned out 10 years ahead or five years ahead or whatever it is. And you can trust so little of that information. Uh, la late last year with the whole Xbox uh, court trials where um, the upload of the documents yes. got messed up, right? And all the information became public of, oh yeah, Bethesda was working on this, 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 and this. And like we're in 2024 and you had games, you had like a Wolfenstein that was yep. supposed to come out last year, right? Like you had wild ass games that were supposed to be out by the, like a new Doom and shit like that. And we don't see those games because 
plans change, things shift. Video games are so hard to nail down in terms of when we want these things to drop and when they're going to be ready to drop or if these things are going to be are even going to come out in the first place. And yeah. so when it comes to these conversations, I do think, like Tim Getty says, where there's smokes, there's flames. There's going to be some sort of multi-platform move. Yeah. I don't think Phil Spencer is playing this business, this business update in a few days to go, hey, nothing's changing. Like we're Xbox and we're doing business as usual. I don't think that that's what this business update is. I think they're going to talk about shifting strategy. I think where there's smoke, there's fire, right? I do think also like based on what we just read, not necessarily everything is going to end up being multi-platform, right? Of course. Maybe it is, all right, Gears Collection is coming to PlayStation, whatever it is, right? But Starfield, we don't have plans for Starfield right now. Maybe we have plans for Starfield in two years, three years, who knows? But it's really hard to take a lot of this stuff as, at, at face value. You can only estimate with it. Yeah, of course, bless. Uh, let's move on. The story number four, new data suggests that PS5 has outsold Xbox Series X uh, and S2 to 1. This is Michael Kripe at IGN. It looks like Sony's PS5 has sold around double the number of units as the Xbox Series X slash S, according to data shared in a recent Take-Two Interactive earnings report. In one slide, the gaming company shared that 77 million Gen 9 consoles have been sold as of December 31st, 2023. While that figure doesn't give us too much insight on its own, on December 20th, 2023, Sony announced that it had just sold a little over 50 million PS5s. Microsoft usually keeps its numbers under wraps, but with Take-Two's information in mind, we can estimate that Xbox Series X and S sales sit at around 27 million units sold. It's an approximate look at the state of Gen 9 that keeps in line with previous sales updates. In July of last year, Sony revealed that uh, its latest PlayStation consoles was still going strong with 40 million units sold. At a games event in Brazil around, that, around this same time, Xbox Series X and S sales were said to be just over 21 million. Both the PS5 and Xbox Series X launched in November 2020. The Sony console received a bit of an update with the slim model last year, while the Xbox Series X consoles haven't quite gotten their mid-gen refresh yet. Leaked documents suggest that Microsoft might have plans to release something later this year. So PS5 has, has outsold Xbox Series X 2 to 1. Mike, how do you read that? Is that surprising? Is that we kind of uh, guessed that it would, it would happen this yeah, way based no, on No, I, I was expecting something higher, to be honest with you. Bless, mm -hmm. But 2 to 1 is solid. I mean, truly, to me, when I read all that and I hear that, it's like, Man, console sales up right now. A lot of people buying consoles from yeah. PlayStation, Nintendo to Xbox. That's a lot of consoles sold. And that number two to one doesn't wow me, right? As someone who was part of the Xbox One generation and saw that nosedive that the team took from the Xbox 360 world over to that and now beyond. No, I think people have ingrained themselves in the PlayStation console experience. It is going to be very difficult if you are on the Xbox side, on the business side of things, to sway people to now leave that ecosystem to come over. It's going to be tough, right? And we've also seen that Xbox on a business side is trying to move themselves, not out of the console business, but to try to find new ways to elevate themselves, not by just the plastic box. Through Game Pass, through PC, they're trying to build an ecosystem where Xbox is kind of everywhere and you can subscribe now and be a part of that. Now even possibly buy their games on other platforms. We'll see at the end of the week. But I mean, hearing that number, no, not at all. PlayStation has had a dominant force and dominant run since PS4 and now, now onto this. I, I think that's just fine with me. Yeah, I, I think that these are expected numbers, yeah. especially when you go look at the numbers of last gen. I don't know if we can get a maybe a kind of funny.com slash you're wrong unless you have the, the facilities to Google this barrier. Like PS4, Xbox One. 
what was the sales ratio there? Because I feel like it was similar, if not even more of a gap between PS5 and Xbox One, at least in the, let's say, like the first half of that generation. Yeah. I remember it being like almost three to one or something like that. I don't know how it was PS4 toward the end. Xbox One? Yeah. Okay. And the, Give me a second. You know, we could also talk about games as well, because games sell the consoles, right? The reason why I'm going there is the game. Yeah. You know, Xbox hasn't had the greatest of starts here for this Series X generation. I think the first year, they didn't even have a good year, right? I think when you think about their launch lineup, wasn't that great. You had one good year with a Forza Horizon leading the charge. Mm -hmm. Got an issue when your racing game is leading the charge here. That's yeah. probably a kudos to the team at Playground who made a great game, and it is an awesome game. One of my game. favorite Xbox games. But, like, we're talking about a racing game leading the charge for your console that's not really where we want to hang our hats, right? Yeah. We want that to complement everything else. Halo Infinite had a good start, fell off so quickly. We've seen Psychonauts 2, but we know what Psychonauts 2, it wasn't truly theirs. It was also shared everywhere. So, like, that was a tough situation. Xbox really hasn't had an incredible start to this generation at all. Also had a dry year that had nothing going on. We had a Redfall year, Starfield being mixed. You either loved it or you hated it. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been an incredible start to this generation to say, oh, that two-to-one gap should be smaller. Absolutely not. It's hard to hit the same highs as Psychonauts, too. Like, when yes. you come out swinging, Mike, yeah. it's just like you can't really... Don't, don't, don't you say anything, Bless. You didn't even finish that game. Get, Listen, get it's, hard, it's hard when you drop Hi-Fi Rush. It's like, what are you supposed to do after that? It's true. <laughs> you know? uh, so, lifetime PS4 sales as of right now is 117.2 million, and the lifetime sales of Xbox One was 58. So, roughly in the two, same yeah, ballpark roughly two to, two to one. one. Yeah, yeah, two to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think this is to be expected based off of those numbers. Yeah. I would have thought that maybe Xbox Series X would have had like a better, I guess a better ratio against PS5 just because they've had time to, like the Xbox One launch was so fucking rough. Yeah. Xbox Series X launch, better than Xbox One. Great. But yeah, in terms, like you said, right? In terms of the games, I guess, yeah, you don't, you haven't had the games to really sell the consoles like that. If we broke down the past four years, you'd go, oh, that was that's not amazing, Mike. It's it's good. I want to give them kudos, but it's not great. It's not a oh system seller. You got to buy this over your PlayStation, right? If you were mm -hmm. a PS4, I mean, Phil said it on the podcast, right? The PS4 and Xbox One was the start of a digital library forever yeah right you bought all these games digitally because we were sold on the idea of no more physical media we got the download speeds i don't want to take up space i just want to be able to own them and have them right when you start that there's you don't really want to go off, back off of that especially if you can only buy one box it would mm -hmm. be tough for me to look at you after i bought 500 plus xbox games and be like you know what bless i'm ready to say goodbye to this plastic box and only buy a playstation because I don't want those anymore. Now it's just gone, right? That's tough mm -hmm. to restart on that. And Xbox will always be at a disadvantage because of that. And so they have to move. And they also don't share many console numbers. We know that. And they're not really sharing Game Pass numbers with us unless it hits a big milestone. But their tactic is now meet us at Game Pass, which is probably the goal here from now on. Uh, of course, you guys can write in with YouTube Super Chats where you can ask questions, give us comments, etc. Madognik96 says, uh, this is wishful thinking, but any chance of a shadow drop after the Xbox podcast on PlayStation 5 or Switch? You think we can get a shadow drop of a I game? Rush? Ooh, like coming this week? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about, say that one more time? So like they do this Xbox podcast. Yeah. Do you think this week we get a shadow drop? I mean, of a game coming to PS5 or if Switch? If this, so yes, bless. In my mind, if this didn't go down like it did, if we didn't have a hot week of emotions and the idea of games coming around and people freaking out, if it was the start of the year where we speculated Hi-Fi Russian Sea of Thieves to a great Xbox developer direct 
none of this that just transpired. Yeah, this is how this would have gone. Yeah. Hey, let's have a conversation. Let's be open and honest with the business. This is what we're doing. Hi-Fi Rush is now available on PlayStation and Nintendo. And we would have celebrated that because yeah. a lot of people, I think, got over that. They were like, you know what? Hi-Fi Rush was a great game. People should be playing that everywhere. It's not a big exclusive tentpole title like a Halo or Gears. I think now they probably might be like, you know what? Let's give it a month or two and then release mm. it over there because it, I think it would have been a great celebration for that, for sure. I I think they stay the course. Like if the plan was to release Hi-Fi Rush, um, I like during this Xbox business update, like according to the way Phil phrased it on Twitter when he announced the business update, this this was planned anyway, right? Yes. Like they were going, they were planning to do this business update with all the rumors of Hi-Fi Rush and like uh, Bill Bill Coon. Whenever Bill Bill Coon says something, it is imminent. Like that thing is about <laughs> to happen. Like there is a store page that is made for that thing. What's up, Barry? Uh, Chad also brings up uh, who was it? Uh, JB fifteen twenty one says. Hi-Fi, if the, a Nintendo Direct is happening this week, there's a good chance that Hi-Fi Rush is there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like it, how this is all kind of lining up. Especially if they line up, yeah. Like, if there's a, a Direct, like, oh, Thursday is this Xbox thing? What day is I'm it? convinced Directs the Direct usually is happen also on, like, happening on Thursday, so it's like, oh, God. Directs happen on Wednesdays sometimes, oh, right? It? I feel like Wednesday is, like, a good Direct day. Thursday okay. is, like, a state of play day, right? Mm. Except for this last state of play. Which I don't know. I, I always think Direx is uh, Thursdays for some reason. But maybe I'm wrong. I mean, honestly, I, there's of, not really a right reason to it. Really, it is whenever they want it. But, yeah, I think to your point, if they did a direct, let's say, Wednesday, and went, hey, Hi-Fi Rush is out today for Nintendo Switch. That would talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, and then the yeah. day after, Xbox is like, all right, Hi-Fi Rush is now available on the Switch. Let's talk about that, right? That they give a big thing. Hi-Fi Rush will, if this is what it's doing, it will be part of that podcast, of course. Yeah. Right? It will probably be one of the names, one of the games mentioned of like, hey, you will see this on Nintendo and on PlayStation. We've, we're planning that. It's doing that. Here it comes. And I think Hi-Fi Rush is a banger game to do that with because already, you've already yeah, shadow right. dropped it before, right? Like, uh -huh. you did it last time. It was fucking great. It's an amazing game. You shadow drop it on other platforms, have people uh, interact with it the same way, yep. have people on other platforms fall in love with it. And yeah, like you start to share the love a, a, a little bit and build hype for the brand. That way, when you drop Hi-Fi Rush 2 on Xbox first, like, you have people go, oh man, I played that on a PlayStation. I should go get Game Pass so I can play this on my what PC. What if I paid $15 a month and play it right now? Yeah, Bang. exactly. There it is. Uh, I want to bring in another question from, ooh, I got quite a few to bring in here. You know what? Before we even get there, let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can go and get the show ad free. You can also do it with a, kind of, with a YouTube membership or a kind of funny membership on YouTube, not a YouTube membership. Um, but speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. We are brought to you by Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is a standalone game that welcomes fans and newcomers alike. You don't need to have played Final Fantasy VII Remake or any other Final Fantasy titles to play and enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The combat is not traditional turn-based and has more action-focused gameplay, with even deeper improvements since Remake with new synergy attacks and team-based combos. And there are large open sections to explore with Cloud and his comrades venturing across the planet, their fates unwritten, making every step in the expansive world outside Midgar fresh and mysterious. And of course, there are dozens of mini games. There's a story recap video of Final Fantasy VII Remake for those interested in learning more about the story so far, and those looking to experience Final Fantasy VII Remake fully can pre-order the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth Twin Pack, which includes the game plus the DLC episode intermission at no extra cost. You can download and play a demo of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right now on the PlayStation Store, and you can pre-order the game in the link in the description. The wait is almost over. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is out February 29th. Get hyped. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. 
Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan plus, veggie, and more. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals allow you to fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Factors less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 and use code kindoffunny50 to get 50% off. That's code kindoffunny50 at factormeals.com slash kindoffunny50 to get 50% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. And we got more super chats for you. DJ Kento writes in and says, Xbox would lose so much business dropping consoles. Uh, so much of the world is unready to switch to streaming. Even developed cities in Australia have bad internet. I do agree with that, right? Like yeah. The idea of not everybody can get into streaming right now. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot, right? And I think we continue to say, oh, we're not ready. But like certain places of the world and like rural areas are getting up to being ready. But that's still 15 years, 10 years down the line. That That is a far future for us all to be streaming things. We're not there yet. So no, I don't think we're out of the console space anytime soon. But uh, it's the future, right? It's It's easy to be like, oh, it's so far away. But like, we see how fast time flies. That's the thing. Is like, like that's think, the scary part about this. Is like we say five, 10, 15 years. You blink an eye, it's gonna be there. We, I, I feel like sometimes we act like technology can't have the space to grow, right? Yes. Or can't have the space to get better. And I look at like you know game streaming or um, oh, there was an example I had that I just lost. But like you know, or the Apple Vision Pro for example, yeah. where it's like people are like, oh, it's too expensive. Oh, what the fuck is this thing? And I'm like, listen, I'm with you in terms of we don't know if this thing's gonna blow up or not, but. The whole point of the Apple Vision Pro currently is to be for those people that want to get it day in, or day one, yeah. right? It's the, it's for the early adopters. It's not for public consumption yet. Let's see if it can grow and like if it can, if it gets there, right? If it has space and it is able to five years, ten years down the line be a broad consumer product, then cool, like you did it. But yeah, not every single piece of thing needs to be 
all right, we're launching this new idea and it's at its fucking peak already. Yeah. Right? It's like, no, some things have to start in their infancy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people worry that like, oh, this happens tomorrow. It's like, no, we're building to yeah. get to that point tomorrow, right? Like the goal is to start this up, test it, run it, beta phase it, whatever you want to call it, and then have the infrastructure around us to build up to that point where we're getting at. But we have to start somewhere. It has to start now or yeah. we're never going to start. Exactly. Uh, Dear Sixer writes in and says, just a heads up, Seven Rebirth may have started leaking according to the game's subreddit. Whoa. So be advised and start muting terms on social media. I better hide. I'm so close to the end of my Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, can't, eyes. I don't want to see it yet. I got to make it. Mute, immediately <laughs> mute the terms Final Fantasy cat and then you'll be safe. Okay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, let's move on to story number five. Final Fantasy. Speaking of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth sparks a yellow paint debate once again. Oh. This is Wesley Yenpool at IG. I got some thoughts here. I got okay. some thoughts on this one. Mike. Good. Break it down for me, bro. Uh, this is Wesley it. at IGN. With the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo in full swing, players are enjoying getting. Uh, Getting to grips with oh yeah that makes sense. Getting to grips with Cloud, Tifa, Aerith, and, and Co. Uh, in this PlayStation Five remake of one of the most beloved role-playing games of all time, but it has also sparked yet another debate about the ways video games help players work out where to go. This time via yellow paint. If you've been playing Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, you'll have seen it: color-coded paint that signals the parts of the environment that can be used for platforming. The debate in summary, some people don't like how in your face uh, this handholding is in Final Fantasy VII Remake and indeed modern video games. Others, however, point out that it can be helpful and is an important accessibility feature. Developers too are weighing in, with some highlighting how in playtests and focus groups, players sometimes struggle to work out where to go, get frustrated, and quit playing altogether. Because of this, somewhat obvious and, some, and sometimes unrealistic uh, visual clues are needed to help point players in the right direction. Others say that video games have featured visual clues for exploration and progression for decades now. Indeed, uh, Digital Foundry's John Linneman pointed out that the original Final Fantasy VII included visual aids of its own. Mike, have you been seeing this blow up over the weekend? Uh, I saw some discussion. Shout out to Steve Saylor, who uh, spurred this for me. Steve is always on the forefront of accessibility talk. And so that's where it kind of came into my mind. But, I mean, we've always talked about yellow paint, so... I'm sure we'll talk about it again many this, times. This, for me, is similar to, like, the Insomniac puzzle or uh, puddles conversation okay. when we were like, oh, man, the Spider-Man puzzle, or uh, keep yes. saying puzzles, the Spider-Man puddles don't look that as good <laughs> yeah, yeah. as they did in the trailer. Okay, okay, And I'm yeah, like, yeah. we're really getting mad over the smallest th thing here. Like, we're really, really getting too upset over the smallest thing here. Yeah. That said, I do find this to be a, a way more of a fascinating conversation than the puddles thing. Okay. Because yeah, the puddles yeah. thing was purely, all right, who gives a fuck if the yeah. puddles have more water or not right like who cares what this is like a game design conversation that i think is interesting from the idea of all right why do we have the yellow paint yeah and is the yellow paint like is this the right decision or not in my eyes as somebody who doesn't have to go through the process yeah, of uh -huh. making a game and play testing a game yes. and watching focus groups play a thing oh bear i wanted to wait to bring this up but i'll bring this up in a second right wanted people to wait to to, to uh watching people play a thing right and like seeing focus groups struggle with trying to figure out where to go mm -hmm. i think the mm -hmm. question you have to ask yourself as a developer is what is the kind of game that you're wanting to make okay are you making for final fantasy VII rebirth an open world action rpg where you don't want people to fucking struggle climbing walls mm. or are you making a puzzle game or are you making something that is hey 
figuring out what uh, ledges to grab and how to climb this thing is part of the puzzle, right? Like I think of a, and I'm not played Jusant, so I don't know if Jusant has yellow paint, but I'm thinking of something like Jusant. I'm thinking of something like Assassin's Creed. I'm thinking of something like Zelda uh, Tears of the Kingdom where yeah. climbing is so core to the experience and you want people to think about the way that they're climbing. In a game like Resident Evil 4, like Barrett brought up, right? Or Final Fantasy VII Remake slash Rebirth, I don't think you want people to be spending 10 minutes of their time staring at a wall and going, uh, is that where I go? Or do I have to like fucking push up against all these different walls? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I think I think the having an indicator to tell you exactly where to go is very okay in that circumstance. Now, every game is using yellow paint as the, as the, or not every game, but a lot of games are using yellow paint as yeah. the thing, right? As the way to indicate. Maybe there's a variety that we can mix up there to like make it so that I'm not having to follow yellow paint in every yeah, single game. That's where I come from. It's like from the climbing community. Why not just make it the chalk, dusty, white, or gray, and yeah. then have the accessibility option of turn on yellow so people can see it for any sort of colorblindness or anything that, I, oh, I can't see that dusty gray mic on the wall. Let's change it to something brighter. I totally get that. And yeah, as someone who gets lost all the time in these games, I love being able to know where I'm supposed to climb. If not every wall is climbable, then you have to tell me, the player, where the wall is climbable. Yeah. Right? We're not playing Zelda where I can just grab a hole and start climbing it. Final Fantasy wasn't built like that. So exactly. It's like, going to have to have some sort of indicator. There. That's not the type of game Final Fantasy is. And also, it's not fucking real life. <laughs> it's a fucking video game. Yes. And so, yeah, like there's going to be indicators telling you exactly like where to go right i think to, there's some people talking about like if you're mad about a tray of spoiling puzzles in god of war you can't be mad about this my my um argument back about that right is that god of war wants you to solve its puzzles like i'm somebody who can i complain about a talking too much and also uh, aloy in horizon when they tell you like what you need to do for the puzzle because guess what it's a puzzle i'm supposed to solve the puzzle Right when I'm playing uh, Resident Evil Four, the point of Resident Evil Four is like the 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 gameplay moment isn't trying to make me go, oh man, where do I need to climb right here? No, it's like here's some paint so you know how to get to the next place because the puzzle is more so about like getting the item, getting the key item to get to the to the next thing. Now I say all that, right? I'm in support of the the yellow paint as a or at least like some kind of broad indicator to let you know which way to go. That said, bear, bring up Resident Evil Four because I use Resident Evil Four as an example. I also think. That Resident Evil 4 remake broke people on this. I don't think it was that much of a problem before Resident Evil 4 remake. As somebody who played Resident Evil 4 and saw the yellow paint in this game, it's kind of egregious in this game. A look lot. at the, look at it's this fucking lot. ladder. <laughs> a lot blessed. Now, not and like I, I know a lot of people are gonna be like, oh, it's a ladder. You don't need the paint for the ladder. Like you fucking people if there's a ladder, you can probably climb it. I'll tell you right now, not every ladder in every video game is climbable either. So it's a fucking weird problem. Okay. Because on one hand, do we need this much paint no, on a ladder? Does that fit the tone of the moment? Was there paint all around there? Did Eddie the painter really no, just drop paint on that No, because the paint is everywhere ladder? in Resident Evil 4. Okay. It's like, it's, it definitely doesn't fit the moment. It's definitely yeah. like, a, they're putting paint on the ladders. They're putting paint on the crates. They're doing all this shit. I think because of the way Resident Evil 4 Remake did it, it kind of broke people's okay. brains a bit yeah, because yeah. Resident Evil 4 did go pretty far with it. I think maybe the crates could have been, like, the breakable crates, maybe could have had the highlight, or maybe could have had, like, a, um, I don't know, a different color, specific, maybe you could make them green or some shit, but that also would have been weird. Yeah. But Resident Evil 4 did throw yellow paint on every single thing. So now I think people are conditioned to go, when I see yellow paint, that means bad. <laughs> and I, that means bad game design. Which yeah. th When that isn't the case. No. It's fine. Yeah. So now, when will we see the moment where someone says, okay, you don't like yellow paint on the ledges. 
let's make them chalk outlines so you know people have been climbing this route and then have the toggle on and off. Do you think we ever get to that moment where someone says, okay, we've heard this conversation, we're going to have the toggle on and off? I think the toggle on and off, it depends on the game. Because again, like, from... Like, there's, there are certain games where it is, like, I really don't want to struggle. Like, if I'm yeah. playing Horizon Zero, or Horizon Forbidden West, just let me know where I need to climb. Like, don't make it a struggle. I know, okay. I think Horizon has, like, the highlight button that you use and, like, it, like, scans the area and then, like, you'll see climbable ledges. And I okay. think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, but you, like, some games need it because some games you don't just automatically assume certain things. Okay. Um, and so I think for those kind of games, don't toggle it. Like, just keep it on because people yeah. will complain otherwise. For other games, like if it is like a puzzle sort of thing, or if this is a game where part of the experience is about the climbing, then yeah, like put on the toggle, like give people the option, make it make it more of a challenge. I think that's fine. Yeah, it'd be fun to have a real game designer on the show talk about this and be like, you know, if we put the toggle on, one percent of all of our users will ever use that toggle, so it doesn't matter to us, and we're never gonna do that. You yeah, know what I mean, like, I, let me tell you, this, <laughs> that's like a small number who are like, yo, I have to turn off the yellow paint. Like it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's like seeing yellow. I, it's, it's so <laughs> tough seeing people people seeing yellow paint in Final Fantasy and getting mad. Where I'm like. What the fuck? Like, why are we so mad about this? Yeah. Like, let's all. I was breaking my brain this uh this 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 weekend, but I, I get the heart of it. I get that y'all played RE4. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to story number six, Helldivers 2 defies studio expectations after selling one million copies. This is Chris Care at Game Developer. Arrowhead Games' manic sci-fi uh, sci shooter Helldivers 2 has sold around a million copies in four days. The title launched for PS5 and Windows PC on February 8th and is currently smashing internal estimates. In a post on Twitter, Arrowhead CEO and Helldivers 2 creative director jo Johan uh, Palestet uh, explained the game was sitting at around 1 million copies sold as of February 11th. Uh, notably, he added that it's blowing through Arrowhead's sales expectations. Helldivers 2 became one of the top-selling titles on Steam over the weekend and peaked at precisely 155,926 concurrent players on PC alone. The Sony published title is also available on PS5, but it's unclear how those 1 million sales are split between the two platforms. Have you been playing more Helldivers 2? I, I have, and uh, you know what? Shout out to the team. Congratulations to them. That is a big marker there, and I think you know we'll have another conversation about PC day and date and how that probably really benefited this, but... Mm -hmm. Hey, for the team itself, you made a great game. Great job after either nine or seven years. You know, we've been talking about Suicide Squad as well. But both of these teams have taken some time to get here. And to make Helldivers 2 a big success like this is right now, congratulations to them, right? Because that top-down twin-stick shooter was frustratingly difficult and fun as can be. But now you put it as a third-person action shooter, and it is a blast. So shout-out to that team for making a hit. Yeah, that's a big deal. I've been getting a lot of FOMO saying everybody else hop into Helldivers too. I'm cool. not had the time this weekend. You know, I was at that Super Bowl. You you're know? you're a busy dude, bless me. Know that, and I was also but, playing that Tekken. Oh my God, no, we got to yeah. talk about Tekken a you're, little bit. You're just you're an addicted sicko, and we need to pull you out. I'm Don't an addicted you? sicko. I, I also got that, other games I'm playing, but like, uh, man. I mean, yeah, this is so much fun. The game is a blast to play with friends. I haven't played it solo, but I never had the plan to play this game solo, so I can't give you that like mindset there. But I will say, playing it with friends is a ton of fun. It's a lot of laughter. It can get strategic. It can get just dumb and goofy. You can make it ultra difficult if you really want to. But mm -hmm. like, the worlds are beautiful on PC. 
You know, I hear yeah. my buddies say they don't like the look of it on PlayStation 5. It's not as really? crisp and clean as the PC version. Well, that's always going to be the case. But yes. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a snob like when Andy Cortez. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the PC version runs well. I'm happy with it. I know a lot of people hit, like, bugs and they were getting game crashes. We didn't experience the craziness on that on our end. So I think we were just on the lucky side. But, like, ton of fun. Beautiful landscapes. Fun, scary-looking monsters. The robots definitely steal the show. Mm-hmm. It's an all-around good time. I've been too scared to go back to the robots, Mikey. I did try to play uh, on my own this weekend, which was a, a big mistake. I was getting the hankering, like uh, I think, like Saturday morning, or I think it might have actually been like late Friday night. And nobody, none of my friends were online, and um, uh, random matchmaking wasn't working. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna try and jump in and see how this goes. And I was able to do my mission for the most part, like pretty easily. All this stuff, and then it got to the extraction part of the game, Mike, which mm. you know at this point of like. That's when it's getting the most chaotic and you're getting yes. hordes and hordes of bugs. Like, I couldn't even get a moment to call the shit to get the two-minute countdown. It was fucking mm. insane. Yeah. But I was still, like, there's some moments of frustration. But, like, once I eventually died but still completed the mission, I just didn't get the extraction. I still, like, was laughing and having a good time. Then I played more, uh, I think, Saturday night with, uh, with Greg and uh, Corey Cudney and Beans. And that was a fucking blast we weren't even on comms but it was just like super chaotic and fun and this is i very surprised at least uh after this first week this is a contender for me shout out to this game for being so involved like we talked about right like going to a spot having to type in a code or having to be more active in situations than hey you've arrived now stand here for two minutes and just kill monsters mindlessly i like that the game is very active let's talk pc day and date though Mm because that's where i really want to give kudos there that's what you're supposed to do yeah right like we're talking about growing your audience making sure that these you know live service games games as a service whatever you want to classify this title and more in you have to have a wide net here you have to cast that net and get people on and if this game was like hey we're only on playstation we'll see you on pc in six months to a year i don't think we'd be seeing the same success actually i know yeah. for a fact you would not be seeing the same success having crossplay ready to rock and roll being day and date on other platforms Huge win and the right move, right? We've seen Xbox start to do that. I'd like to see PlayStation do that, but they don't have to. When you're in first place, you don't have to. And normally their games are single player, right? But like when we see a games as a service world that they want to do, it should involve PC day one. Is the right game to do. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think Uh for all all of their multiplayer slash live service titles. Gotta be. I think, yeah, they gotta be day and date PC and PlayStation and cross play and all that stuff. I, you can't get, this is a dumb question, especially because I'm hosting the, the, or I'm on the PlayStation podcast. You're not getting trophies when you play on Steam, right? Uh, there's, yeah, Steam has their own achievement system. Yeah. I am not earning you're PlayStation, not earning PlayStation. trophies. They no. got to fix that. Yeah, see, Xbox has that figured out where, like, you're earning the Xbox. Stuff. I'm surprised they haven't well, I guess done, if you're on this Steam, is the thing, know, this, These yeah. are conversations we had years ago at this point on PS Love You about, like, oh, yeah, PlayStation is doing this, like, live service push, and they're also doing this putting their games on pc then surely they're gonna let you log into to psn on pc and earn trophies what's, and what's all the that percentage stuff. though of, of people that actually care about trophies oh. like that, now let's oh, have the real conversation people. how what's the but, percentage see, of people that I would notice make, that and care i think you make more people care by putting okay. it on pc okay. yeah i think you get that audience and go but like uh, the problem with it is that at that point you're making a launcher or something yeah and like they don't exactly. want to do that that's what xbox has is the xbox the xbox launcher. Launcher. Now you gotta have that yeah 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 and, Steam and you is don't, gonna be, you don't want that you don't want that 
Dado, we it's don't want that good. It's not that good. Let you me tell want, you. You, you don't want that you, Xbox PC launcher. If you don't like you. the Xbox PC launcher, <laughs> if PlayStation made a PC launcher, when I tell you, it'd be you so much that. fucking worse than the Xbox One. <laughs> you would, you would like open up the PC, the PlayStation PC launcher, and your <laughs> fucking computer would start smoking. Oh, and be like, oh, what the fuck is this? This doesn't make sense. Uh, let's move on to our uh, second to last story. Story number seven. One Piece and Final Fantasy are reportedly coming to Fortnite. Uh, this is Rianon Bevan at The Gamer. A bunch of Fortnite collabs have seemingly been leaked, including One Piece, Final Fantasy VII, and Spider-Man. If true, you might start seeing these crossovers very soon. Uh, as it seems, uh, the Final Fantasy characters will be added to celebrate the launch of FF7 Rebirth later this month. This comes from the rumor mill section of the Xbox era podcast. Damn, Xbox era is just fucking leaking everything. Yeah, Special Nick and that team, they got some connections. His name is Special Nick? Special Nick, yeah, yeah, Special Nick. That, uh, uh, good podcast. Uh, seemingly good dudes. I've never met them, but I listened to the podcast and uh, they seem to have some insides, right? Like they seem mm. to be in the know on a lot of things. Uh, so Mike, how yeah. do we become those people? Me and you. Because like I maybe I read my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, here's the thing, right? Because oftentimes I do know things, but I don't share them because I don't want to be those people. Okay. Because okay. I like I look at Jeff Grubb. Yeah. And I'm like. Jeff is like, you know, Jeff knows things. Yes. And people look at Jeff to like and Jeff tell them things. Jeff does a good job, you know. Jeff I mean, does a like, great job. Of being able to say when I should say this, when I shouldn't say this. Is there validity to this? Is it real? But it feels like such he a weight a on your shoulders yeah. when you, like, because now whenever Jeff talks, like, Jeff will give an opinion and people are like, Jeff Grubb is Correct. reporting. And, and I'm he, like, I don't want people to do that to me. Uh, many times on his podcast, he will also say, hey, this is just like speculation or this is, the, you know, it, he has to like frame a lot of these things now that whenever he says, stuff, yeah, you know. So. I think at some point, at one point, whenever I, <laughs> whenever I start to get tired of this whole podcast kind okay. of funny, yeah, yeah. I think that's when I'll start to be that person. You want to be the insider guy, yeah. Okay. I think it, I think it'll be a very interesting pivot where I'm when I'm like, oh, let me tell you all about God of War a, Four. <laughs> I think there's a dance that you could do, bless, right? People come to you for, of course, your industry knowledge, mm. for your opinion on things. Um, I don't think that it would be out of line for you to. If you wanted to start having that kind of angle, you could do that kind of stuff, right? But I, I would expect the utmost out of you, right? I see a lot of you, and I see a lot of others where I expect the best out of them, right? If they're going to mm. give me this kind of information, I expect them to be truthful, knowledgeable. And yeah, I think we thing, also yeah. have to remember that no one's batting a thousand here. That's the thing is Sometimes I don't want to be. Sometimes you're going to miss. I don't want to be in that situation hey, where I get something and incorrect. You know me as the viewer shouldn't hold you to that, right? If it's like yeah. that, I'm not going to be like, if Blessing doesn't bat a thousand, I'm never going to listen to him. I'm never going to. Because then it's going to be like, it's three years later, I'm right? still talking yeah, about Wind Waker that, Remaster. I think a split, lot of things happen like that. Mean? And, you know, it, it goes person by person. But yeah, Xbox Air seems to have their self in the know there mm. you know what i mean oh, the no would be the in name the of the know. podcast we just call they it know. the no <laughs> the no the video games the no <laughs> uh but yeah it comes this comes from the rumor mill section of the xbox era podcast so take it with a pinch of salt however one of the hosts says uh, they were given the list of collabs by one of their sources uh and was at least co <laughs> confident enough in the source to share the news with the that's the other thing is i'm like what context are you in where somebody hands you a list Here's a list of people that are going to come to Fortnite. Here's a list. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a giant list of things coming to Fortnite. Uh, of course. You got, you know, like, I'm, like, I'm sure there's a list of, like, here's what's coming for Because I think sure, how it works know? is that, like, you know, you say one thing. Yeah. Or, like, you like you get one piece of information, you share it. Of and then all of a sudden, you're in, your inbox starts to get flooded. Of course. Because I have it sometimes where I don't even say things, right? Okay. Like, I, we just talk about things on this podcast. And I get yeah. a few people in my inbox being oh. like, oh, you said this thing. Actually, it's this thing. And I'm like, it? oh, interesting. And I don't share it. Okay. Because okay. I'm like, that's not on me to share. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, that, yeah, that's yeah. not the kind of content creator I am yet. 
But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, at what point do people just start DMing me lists of Fortnite characters? Because I go through this list and it goes like this: Doc Ock from Spider Man. Ho, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, He-Man and Skeletor, Hey Now, Peacemaker, Robin from Batman, Magneto, Colossus, and Cyclops, Whoa Fantastic now. Uh, Four, and One Piece. That's crazy. That's, Somebody just sent that to the Xbox that, era guy. That is the next six months to a year of possible characters That's, dropping man. here. Maybe even more. That's so cool to be that person. Yeah, you know what, Bless? I think good for the Xbox era podcast. You have to put yourself out there. Like You have to have moments like this. You, you have to say it more that like, you're open to receiving this. And you have to encourage them to say, hey, mm. I will receive your information. I will not share it unless I see some validity to it, unless I feel comfortable sharing that. But yeah. I will gladly receive. For the record, for me, at this moment in my career, I'm not sharing anything. Correct. Now, later on in my career, <laughs> when I get tired of this, of this whole thing, and I'm like, you know what? Let's spice things up a bit. <laughs> then maybe I'll go Jeff Grubb route. I'm like, all right, yeah. now we're sharing things. But right, yeah, you can still share it with me. I still I won't share it. But listen, you know, I'm not trying to be Jeff Grubb yes. yet. So Mike, Mike does not read your DMs, so don't send them to me. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even read Slack. <laughs> you have this exactly. One Piece thing? Is One Piece going to bring you back to Fortnite? So now let's talk about these. Let's talk about these possible characters. Yeah. Yo, One Piece. So who's the One Piece, right? Because they. L- I mean, we're hitting Luffy. Crew. Yeah. But like, are we doing Luffy, Zoro, Sanji, Nami? Yeah. Are we getting Chopper? These aren't Chopper real. as These a backpack. Real it's Chopper as a backpack. Oh, Chopper as a backpack is a as fucking great. Are we getting call, Robin? Frankie, are See, we getting? There's not a Frankie in One Piece. Uh, yes. Frankie, and he does this, and he's got a star tattoo on his forearms, and they make a star. That's crazy. They can make stuff up Shit's like sick. that. I, I mean, think it's. I think it's just the four, the the OG four. I think Chopper's a backpack is a really. Oh, good you call. putting Usab in that? Ooh. See, like I, I don't think it's the. OG, I think it's. I think it's Nami, Zoro, and Luffy. Yeah, everybody gets three because that. Now the fun mm. part is, is how many characters are you allowing in each one? Is it a three pack? I think it's it just I, one. I feel like for One Piece, it's. I think it'd be three. weird to not have Sanji and uh, Usopp. Usopp. I mean, I agree, Bear. That's I the think problem. Maybe it's like they they do the 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 OG three first, and then they drop uh, Sanji and uh, Usopp later. Well, technically, the OG three I thought was Usopp in there. Oh, I guess it's. Is it Zoro, Nami, and yeah, no, Luffy. Usopp's in there. Y'all are talking no, like Luffy, Doc Ock isn't on this list. Luffy, uh, Let's talk about um, the real news connects, <laughs> Luffy gets Zoro first, and then it's Nami after. And then Usopp's later. I think, I think she's introduced, but I think it's Usopp first, and then Nami. No, you're wrong. Okay. Um, We're going to get a Dr. Octopus backpack. That shit's crazy. With the fucking tentacles. That shit's crazy. <laughs> that shit's going to be that fire. I think that'll be that, a power. So now, how does he look, though? How does he look? Does he have that weird green and yellow suit on, like in the comics and like the animated yeah. stuff? Is he trench coat boy with just a black t-shirt on? Like, I think what those does are two Doc Op look like? I think those are the two skins. You I think, think those you have are the one two? that is like the green, okay. and then another that is like trench coat. Yeah, because like, what what does Doc Ock really look like? Is my question. How do we make him? Now, look do they do Doc like the uh, tentacles are just a backpack, or do they make it like an ability that you find during the game? Oh you, like, maybe, man, like, have you seen some quicker? of the abilities they've added? No. They got Donnie Stick right now, and so you charge up Donnie from Teenage yeah, Ninja Turtle. TNT. You charge up, and he freaking swings and he flies across the map. That's pretty. And of sick. course, they got the cool grapple hook. So they, yo, they add and stuff. Fantastic Four or all four Jabronis in that? Of course, you got to have all Doom? four. Oh, he's already in there, right, Doctor Doom? Oh, is Doctor Doom already in there? Yeah. Is the Doom Man? Because, like, are we adding bad guys to this, too? Like, man, what a list. Give I mean, me maybe he is, like, the final boss. You said Robin's in that? Yeah, Dr. Doom was already in Fortnite. Uh, Yeah, Robin from Batman, which makes sense. Sick. Damian like, Wayne? The Teen Titans version. I hope it's Damian. Yeah, yeah I like Damian. Uh, yeah, Magneto, Colossus, Cyclops. 
You know the Cyclops, like, like oh, they definitely add. Yeah, that's got to be. I mean, they've item. already pretty much added that kind of stuff in the thing. So, yeah, that's an easy one. That's a fun one. And I'm surprised Peacemaker wasn't already in there. I, I guess he he's, was, he was in Mortal Kombat. That's we, what I'm thinking. Yes. We need to circle back because Chad is split. And now I'm now I need to ask. Uh, I have not watched the Netflix adaptation, Mike. Does Usopp join before Nami in the Netflix adaptation? Because in the anime, Nami is there when they get to uh, Usopp's island. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Dear Six Inch. That's correct, Baird. I think you're right. I think you're right. Man, Chad, you guys crack me up sometimes. Let me tell you. I'm not going to reread Dear Sickless, Sickless thing, but I see you, Dear Sickless. Sicko. <laughs> you're the best. What? They're just saying, give me, give me Dick mean, Grayson. I love Dick. Here, here's a job I would <laughs> you love. You love what? I would you love to Dick. work with that team at Epic <laughs> Games. The Fortnite team that gets to do all of the connections with other outside IPs, bring them in, and then getting to talk with designers on how we should design them. Hey, talking with the multi or the, the microtransaction teams on how much are we selling these? Is it in a battle pass? What's the date? What a fun role. Yeah. I mean, because this team is on fire. Fortnite has clearly not declined. I think we all thought like Fortnite will eventually die. Yeah. It is far from it. It is only growing somehow, which is incredible to say and should be celebrated all the time. But like, man, oh man, how cool with the collabs, dude. How fun. Very fun. And that Disney collab, that shit was crazy. It was crazy. What the hell is going it, yeah. on, man? It's crazy. Who knows, man? I want to see what they do with it. But us seeing what Disney and Fortnite do is just so far away. I'm doing the wrong transition right now. Uh, Mike, we just talked about a lot of big news. Like big that news. Disney Fortnite thing. So much. But if I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I needed to know. Where would I look? Blessing, you would go to the new We News channel here. Brought to you by Kind of Funny Games. You even try to read the thing. I don't know. I don't have it. So I have no idea. What you don't have the. Oh, you just, why are you on your homepage? What the fuck? That's all I got. That's all I got today. It's just the homepage. Y'all, y'all, for audio listeners, Mike has had his laptop in front of him this entire show. So I've been assuming that he's been reading reading the doc uh -huh. along with. Me. Is it? I was too he's afraid been, to tell you that I don't have the doc. He's been on the desktop of the entire fucking. Why bring out your laptop? I don't know. I just wanted to feel like I had one. That's all. Oh, yeah, no, zero windows open. <laughs> I'm just You're a psychopath. We're having fun together. You're an insane person. <laughs> Story number eight. It's time for Wii News. Yeah. Uh, the Western version of Earth Defense Force 6 has been delayed to summer. Tough, but good. Are you smart. an Earth Defense Force person? I like EDF. Oh, I, I like know EDF. That. But a smart move to separate yourself away from Helldivers. Oh, right, you give Helldivers yeah. the hot moment right now. Let them do it because it's so similar. As much, people can be like, oh, it's not that same. It's similar to the common person, trust me. Yeah. And so you let that ride. When it starts to slow down, boom, hit him with EDF. People want to jump in. Smart move. Uh, what the Golf is coming to PS4 and PS5 on March okay. 14th. Uh, and then the Banishers Ghosts of New Eden reviews are live. Of course, you can go watch PSLW XOXO with me and Greg, where Greg gives his review of it. Oh. Uh, right now on Open Critic, it's sitting at an 83. On Metacritic for PS5, it's sitting at a 76, with IGN giving it a 7 out of 10, PC Gamer giving it a 74, uh, and Push Square giving it an 8 out of 10. I was just looking at the. Like, what did Greg say? Uh, Greg was like, it's okay. Like, okay. But it's like, you know how there's like, okay is and like it's bad okay but then yeah. okay is and it's good okay it sounds like it's more good okay okay yeah okay okay yeah. three out of five from kind of funny but go yeah. watch the full review because i think greg has a very interesting take on it okay and that's it for me news before we get out of here let me pull in a couple of super chats for you uh es fjord uh says horizon forbidden west did the best yellow paint system and i think that was because did they scan. i mean i think the scan helped it because like then with the whole with like the climbable climbable ledges and stuff like they weren't that 
pronounced. Like yeah. it's not like somebody got some paint and fucking like <laughs> threw it on the thing like in Resident Evil 4. They were just like, you know, ledges, but then you press the the stick button and then it would scan and then you'd see them very clearly. Yeah, it's a very interesting dance of like, I don't want to be over scanning. Right? Like I I I don't want to go yellow paint route because I would prefer to have it more natural tones, but I understand me getting lost. But the last thing I want is just like scan. Okay, there it is. I get to it. Scan again. Which handhold can I grab? Okay, I grab that. Scan again because I can't. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a dance here. There's a dance. Yeah, I think Horizon does a good job where you don't have to do that, right? Okay, there's like okay. scan once and then you see all the things and then it remains like that. So you just yeah. climb, climb up. Uh, and then Danny Mitchell writes in and says, I want an Asus Raj Xbox that boots into Windows, Game Pass, and Steam. Uh, Steam are benefiting from, or Steam Deck are benefiting from Xbox and PlayStation exclusives. It would be nice to use Steam to benefit console, all games, everywhere. Yeah, I've been listening to a couple Xbox-centric podcasts, and it seems like we've had some more rumors on a now new console update or maybe a next console and they're saying it could possibly be two skews the normal box that has the heavy lifting and then a possibly like a switch type vibe where it's going to be a handheld that you can plug in i i don't know we'll yeah. we'll see but i do let, let's get this straight your boy mike growing up with a psp i had the vita i love my you know i like the idea of a switch i don't really care for the switch but you give me that in xbox form thumbs up thumbs up so like i'm in on that you now, say that now, and then you're gonna lose it under your bed and not charge it. And then I turned on. So get this, you know, I, it's, it's you know, it's been years since I really devoted my life to the Steam Deck, and I never did. Hmm. But I I pulled it out a couple nights ago in bed, turned it on, looked at it, and I said, nope. And I turned it off and I put it away. It just doesn't call to me, bless. Yeah. Are you a guy that games in bed? Do you you know like and now nowadays whenever I travel, I'm not bringing that stuff with me anymore because I'm trying to live in the moment away from the screen a little bit more. Good for you. And so like I, I don't bring that stuff when I travel anymore. And then on on top of that, I'm not in bed going, I gotta just stare at See, this. that's how I that's how I played Death Stranding 2. I played all oh, of Death Stranding yeah. 2 in bed. It was You're the a best. fantastic. Well, you played time. Death Stranding 2 already? Oh sorry, not two. Sorry, Death Stranding. I don't know Damn. why I said two. <laughs> sorry. It was the whole You're already thing. doing the Jeff Fuck. Trump thing. You're leaking yes. everything, yeah, man. man. Sorry, I said Death Stranding 2. My bad. <laughs> man, I'm already leaking my DMs. Uh Mike, now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe cozy bear says restar fox grand prix did you know gaming released a video last year uh in which they investigated and confirmed that the rumored title was fabricated by a fan with convincing photoshop skills oh. it was never actually real the video in question is called star fox grand prix did nintendo fake it and is both fascinating and well worth watching Bear, what did you watch? You watched the fucking fan I was shown uh, a logo by a very prominent person in the industry who was convinced uh, that that was a real thing. So that was, huh. uh, and that's that where I'll leave it at Reggie. that. I don't want to call yeah. this person out. <laughs> Reggie. Reggie. I won't yeah. say Reggie's last okay, name. Okay. But you know the one. Uh, Captain Newland writes in and says, uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mike says it's bad that Forza is leading the charge for Xbox. However, first-party racing games have historically been the best sellers on console. Oh, actually, I like this one. Uh, Gran Turismo was the best-selling game on PS1. Two was the third best-selling game on PS1. Uh, three was the second best-selling game on PS2. Four was the best-selling game on PS2. Five is the second best-selling game on PS3. And then he's he talks about the Mario Kart's also being best-selling yeah, game yeah. on uh, Nintendo consoles. Uh, I don't think it, he's talking about best-selling though, because uh, is I mean, the Horizon the best-selling Xbox game? I don't know that I. I I mean, Starfield Forza Horizon 5 might be the most played on Game, Game Pass, Pass yeah. right? You know what I mean with that? But I don't, 
I, I, I appreciate the numbers and I, I vibe with that. I just don't see the common, if we were in Target today, all of us, and we were behind the counter and families, people came up and we were like, best-selling game, racing. They'd be like, cool, I'm not playing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just don't vibe with that. I don't vibe with what you're putting down as the, that's the seller. That's why we're getting the console. Uh, before chat gets into speculation station, I can confirm it was not Greg Miller who showed me that. Uh, this was uh, oh. before my time uh, at Kind of Funny. Uh, so I'll just, I'll leave it there. But good for that. I didn't know they sold so well. Someone said it best. Racing games are universal. It's like soccer. Yeah. People, people I mean, so, worldwide. Yeah. Summer, I, I, yeah. I, I guess my thing is Gran Turismo, the latest one, would have yeah. been the one to like bring me into the Gran Turismo family. It just didn't do it. Oh, you didn't me. like Milo teaching you about It was Milo? cool, but I'm such a, I love Forza Horizon so much. Yeah. Like, I just like the arcade. You like the arcade. Yeah. yeah. You and I are Need for Speed boys. Yeah. And not even, I, mean, Burnout was give me, my jam. Oh, give me burnout. some bur like, Burnout. Need, give me Need for Speed Underground. That's what I used to play back in mm. the day. That was my move. Uh, Zaxxon Galaxian says, Blessing, the No was a Roosh Teeth news show that gave updates on entertainment and tech. So you have to get the rights from them. Um, I think the operative word in this you're wrong is was. Right? It's fucking dead. They and I'm taking it. Roosty. Try to fucking stop me. I'll see you in court. Uh, and then Val said Na uh, Nami is traveling with the crew first. But I think people are getting confused because even though she is traveling uh, with them, she doesn't officially join the crew until after they rescue her from her old crew. I still see just that? consider yeah. her as the OG three because uh, she's introduced first. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I yeah. can I can vibe with that. And then, yeah, of course, yeah, that is how that goes. Is they get you sob, and then we got to go to Nami because then we go over there and we sh save her from the fish guys. Yep. And uh, man, what a beautiful, what a beautiful, what a beautiful story. show. What a beautiful story. Rereading the books too, bless. You know, my goal this year is to get all the way through the TV show and the books. My goal Jesus. is to get caught up. And so I, I'm Sounds doing like a lot. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Three episodes a night is what you have to do if you want to catch up. Jesus. I'm like, I'm watching <laughs> three episodes a night. The way my year is going, I'm watching one TV episode a week. <laughs> so watching, here's a, three episodes a night, bless. That's 20 minutes an episode. That's just an hour. No, it's some light. And watching one show for like the whole year? Yeah, but it's a beautiful story. Beautiful story. It's an incredible adventure. But also, most people will watch uh, one night uh, a 45-minute uh, oh. weekly show. I, watched, I was going to bring okay. up House, like House is still relevant. Weekly show. Like, yeah. You know what? Perfect example, Bless. Watched Halo. Someone wrote it in. I watched Halo Season 2, Episode 1 last night. Uh -huh. It was fine. Like, yeah. dead in the middle. Not bad, but not great, not mm -hmm. good. It was just like, like, oh, that was fine. Let me tell you about something you should watch. Tell me. It's called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, you Featuring know Featuring Donald Glover okay. and Maya Erskine. Watch the first episode. Yeah. Didn't love the chemistry, but I think that's because, like, it's, we're it's getting to know each other. Yeah. I was just looking for more of, like, an instant spark. So if they It'll give develop. it to me, yeah. I'll be there. Okay. Man, what a show. Cool spy? Like, spy family vibes? Like, uh, cool, intense action? No, I mean... Kind of hidden secrets? It's... It flips the idea on its head a little bit. Okay, okay. Where, yeah, it's not spy family. Like, the original movie, I think, was a bit more like spy family. Yeah. But this one is more, like... Hey, we're just people. <laughs> like, we're just, okay. we're just, it's, it almost leans, at least for where I'm at, because I'm only, I'm only four episodes in now. It's, it leans more like Atlanta style comedy than mm -hmm. I would have expected out of it. Um, but it's also kind of tense. Like it gets tense okay. at the moments you don't expect. I like, um, okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Okay. Mike. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon and YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free, watch us record them live, and get a daily exclusive show. Until next time, Game Daily.